Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm your host, Allie Heisong, coming at you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Join with me as always, my wonderful co-host out in Boise, Idaho, Dustin. How you doing? Allie, this is going to sound like a really cheesy line, but I oh, went, let's hear it. I went to go see Nellie last night. <laughs> we know love Nellie. It was kind of interesting to watch women interact with Nellie, but kind of like it was getting hot in there. Coming in hot. We're 18 days away. She's laughing. I love it. We're 18 days away or so from the Browns coming live. I think I'm ready, Allie. Are you? I I, I kind of want the season to be tomorrow, but. Oh my God, Dustin, get out of here with your cheese. With your cheese, get on out of here. You told get me to bring cheese. Here. You told me to bring cheese. I like it. I like it. I'm here for it. I like Nelly. Um, <laughs> Um, guys, we've got a lot to unpack today. We're going to break down the preseason game against the Giants. Uh, we're going to go around the league, give you some injury updates, all that fun stuff. And we're going to have a little bit fun here in the first segment with some word association, one of our favorite segments. Um, so we're going to get into that before we do so. Guys, if you are buying or selling a home and you need somebody to walk you through that pro- uh, that process, excuse me, that person is Katie Klonowski out of Northeast Ohio, Keller Williams. She can answer all your questions. And it doesn't help that she's incredibly friendly. So she can be your go-to person. Uh, go check her out. Katie Klonowski, great friend of the program. Uh, and we are thrilled to be uh, have her as one of our sponsors. Um, Dustin, let's, let's get into it here. Uh, first and foremost, um, let's actually have some fun first. Let's, let's give a little shout out to our grand prize winner. Uh, for those of you who have interacted with us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, we've put it out there on both socials. Uh, we've got more to come. So we encourage all of you to participate in that. We just pick a random winner. Uh, the rules are you have to be a follower of the program. So you've got to follow us on one of those social media platforms. You've got to like, comment, share. That's all you got to do. Pretty straightforward. Um, but drum roll, please. The grand prize winner of the Grant Delpit jersey is our good friend of the program, Kevin McAndrews at Ah, big Kev on Twitter. So Kevin, if you're watching, uh, we'll uh, shoot you a message, get your details, and get that Grant Delpit jersey out to you here shortly. So congratulations, Allie. Quick, real, just a real quick shout out. How about the fans that we gave the tickets to at the Giants game? Them sweating their heads off. I thought that was the like, hey, we're having fun here, but they're like, and everybody I knew that went to the game. By the way, Allie, they're like, ugh, it was so hot. Like they said, it was like miserably hot, and I'm like. Ah. Allie and I didn't feel that when we were there and it was 81 degrees, but I guess it was very humid for the football game and people were yes. suffering out there. Yeah, no, that looked like they had a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. And I'm jealous that I wasn't able to get out there. Uh, but of course, a shout out to our friends, Tom and Drew Young uh, for providing those again, very, very gracious. And we're very grateful for that. Uh, but I do believe the Cardwell family had a great time. They posted some videos yes. <laughs> and some, some pictures on Twitter that we retweeted. So we encourage you to go over to the Twitter and check that out. Um, all right, Dustin, let's get into some just some quick injury updates. Of course, the Browns did have to make some cuts, as we are well aware of. Um, some of those guys included our Connor David, excuse me, Connor Davis, Montreal Meander, uh, Cody Parkey. Of course, we did see that. Uh, he, of course, was put on IR. We'll get into that mm-hmm. in a second on what that really entails. Waved Alex Taylor and Alexander Hollins. Um, so real quick, waved meaning uh, what 
took place with Curtis Weaver last year. That's how the Browns obtained him. Right. So if Alex Taylor and Alexander Hollins do clear waivers, uh, Alex Taylor specifically due to the injury, if they clear waivers, he will go back onto IR. So he will Correct. still be a member of the Cleveland Browns. But he has to make it through waivers. Uh, so somebody could pick him up during that process. That is exactly what the Browns did last year with Curtis Weaver. Um, we know Andrew Barry was very sneaky in that process. So just uh, I'm sure all teams at this point in time are keeping an eye out. Uh, he is a big offensive tackle, so I wouldn't be shocked uh, if that were to be the case. Well, isn't um, it funny? Yeah. It's funny, like, you know, it'll be interesting to see as we whittle down this 53-man roster where these players end up. I mean, because we talked about this length. Good players are going to go to other places and possibly be starting. So. And we've talked about that really at length, as you mentioned, like this, this roster is incredibly, incredibly talented. There's going to be a lot of very, very good football players that do not make this roster. Mm -hmm. A lot of which may be fan favorites. And, you know, as Browns fans, that's not something that we're used to. That it's is tough, not something Al. at all that we're used it's to. Yeah, it's very tough. Um, I think there was a certain person that uh, he will go nameless, but uh, he picks on a certain quarterback on our team. He even said the Browns are stacked. And he believes they are the second most talented roster in the National Football League. So for him to change his tune kind of even surprises me. To be I wonder who you're talking about. Yeah, um, I don't know yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so the Browns did have to make uh, some of those roster moves. And again, I do just want to kind of reiterate what that looks like. They really only have a few options here. I know some people have said, well, why can't they be put on the, the pup list? You cannot be placed on pup. That only counts for a, a guy that came into training camp that was previously on the pup list. Correct. So, um, and right. did not participate in training a, camp that, at as, all. As they have pup list is very specific. They have to have already been on it to your point. Correct. You can open, you know, you can open them up on the season. There would be, uh, they'd be out for six weeks. Um, but at, as we know, the Browns did not have any guys coming into training camp on the pup list. Therefore, they cannot place anybody on the pup list going forward. Um, I do want to just kind of give a quick example, and I want to give a shout out. Uh, I took this from Nathan Zagura on, on Cleveland Browns Daily. He gave a really great breakdown of what it means to be put on IR at this point in time in the season. So, for example, Tony Fields, who we know had that foot injury. He has not been able to perform at this point in time, but he has not been yet placed on IR. The reason behind that is if they put him on IR now, which just happened with Cody Parkey, that would end his season for the Cleveland Browns uh, for that you know, for that yeah. season. He would not be on the roster. He is done. Yeah. Um, so if they put any player currently right now on IR, they will not be able to play at all at any point during the season. So yeah, Anthony yeah. Schwartz, uh, Tony Fields, some of those guys floating around, Jacob Phillips, for example. Obviously, there's no news on him yet, because if they were to put him on IR right now today, there's no hope for him to come back, even if he is healthy down the road. So, for example, yeah. um, let's just say Tony Fields, who we do know ha has that injury. He has to be on the initial 53-man roster for a full day until 4 o'clock the following day after that first 53 is announced. Mm. At that point, after that next day, he can then be placed on IR. But keeping right. in mind... Uh, holding him up until that point that takes away a roster spot from somebody else. Correct. So some very difficult decisions to be made. I'm glad that's not my job point <laughs> blank. I'm glad that is not my job. Uh, but that would be the answer to why somebody like a Jacob Phillips or uh, a Tony Fields is not yet on IR. Well, yeah, to your point, you, you, you don't, 
I'm assuming they feel that the severity of that injury is not bad enough that they can activate them at some point, and hopefully they can be part of that 53-man roster. To your point, that's kind of why you keep them floating out there, kind of see how they progress with the injury, and then make that decision when they really have to make it at the end. So to your, that's exactly why. Yep, absolutely. And same with like Jacob Phillips. They are saying he's likely out for the rest of the season, but there's still that little piece of hope that well, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. Right. Maybe by you know week 10, he's available. And, you know, at that point, you don't want to make that decision, put him on IR and he's done for the season. So that's kind of the, the reasoning behind that. So you will see some creative moves up until uh, that initial 53 is released. Uh, but at this point in time, it looks like they're, they're really just going to be very strategic in that approach and right. who put uh, on IR. And of course, you know, who they waive and who they release uh, on that same note, some guys coming in, um, we do know Denzel was back with some limited reps. Anthony Schwartz yep. set to practice with some limited reps as well this week. Um, Nick Harris back at practice. So that is promising. You do like to see that. Because mm -hmm. uh, when JC, you know, obviously he was out and then Nick Harris was out. You got some, some questions. Okay, who's your third string center? There, there's some question marks there, right? Got Michael right. Dunn in that room who was able to step up and perform. But it's, you, you don't want to roll out there in a, in a regular season game like that. Yeah, and remind me, I, I saw a flyer. We signed a linebacker, was it today? Yeah, um, linebacker Tigray Scales, actually out of to, Pittsburgh. Right, to bring into the rotation for reps, yeah. Yep, that's correct. And as well as Kyle Markway, uh, the tight end, uh, he was brought back with a waiver claim. So he was formerly with the team last year yeah. uh, and this offseason. They released him earlier uh, this offseason um, or earlier prior to training camp and brought him back with a waiver claim. Um, so... Some news on that front. How about this, Dustin? We've got Tack McKinley back in the building, ready to practice, rocking and rolling. What are your thoughts there? You know, it's funny. Like, everything that's going on with him, they've kind of kept it quiet for, obviously, it's personal issues going on there. He's back. Um, he did. He's in the building, but he did not participate. Am I correct in the activity so far? Um, it was limited. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, I know they're uh, bringing him back in. Again, you know, we, I wish him the best. I, I just don't know exactly what's going on. But I will say this, in Kevin Stefanski's latest round of press conferences, he seems to be a lot more uh, positive tone about McKinley. So I guess what I would say is I feel like he is definitely going to be back sooner than later based on the comments I'm hearing out of Stefanski. So that's well, kind of he is back. Um, right, but I mean, participating. But, right. And I really think, honestly, this is huge news. This is huge news, uh, and it's kind of flying under the radar right now. But, I mean, we saw in the preseason game against the Giants, there wasn't a lot of depth at the defensive end position with McKinley out. Um, obviously, Miles Jadavion weren't participating in that game. Porter was out with a little bit of a, a, a tweak. So there really right. wasn't a lot going on. You had Joe Jackson. You had Cam Malvo, like some guys like that who were stepping up and making plays, Curtis Weaver. Um, yeah. But really, there wasn't a ton of depth. So to be able to have Tack McKinley back, of course, you do want to have him get as many reps as possible, right? It's incredibly yes. important as he uh, has yes. missed a very significant amount of time. Um, but rolling into the regular season with added depth there, I, I think is incredibly invaluable because. No, I agree with that. You know, but I, I do think he does have kind of a, a ways to go, but I know that Kevin Stefanski, uh, Chris Kiffin were incredibly <laughs> excited coming into uh, this, this training camp of what he brought to the table. They've got a bunch of plans for him and are, are very excited to see what he can bring to the table. Yeah. Assuming he gets back to full strength, Dustin, what kind of season do you think Tack McKinley can have? 
I think the sky's the limit for the guy to be quite, I mean, you know, he came in with a lot of hype for obvious reasons, but you know, I, you know, here's what I like about Tack McKinley. Clowney is on a one-year deal, right? So the, in, I'm not sure, Al, you may know how long the deal that we signed. I don't know if tax on a one-year deal as well, but I just feel like he can be such a compliment to Clowney and folks like that, because I truly believe the depth of the defensive line is going to be an asset to this football team going further and further into the season, because the more you can wear down teams, the more you can get pressures, the more just being fresh out there is going to be huge for this football team. And I really always look at teams. I look at the Kansas city chiefs playoff game games are won and lost in the trenches. Yeah. I think so, having someone like tack McKinley in there uh, to compliment the likes of Clowney and Garrett and these other guys is going to be huge. And I think the ceiling is very high for him as long as he's, you know, in the right state of mind in football, I think he could be a great asset, great asset to this football team. I'm going to put you on the spot. How many, how many sacks do you think Tech McKinley can have this year with the current construct of the defensive line, assuming everybody's healthy, assuming, you know, kind of what we thought going into this training camp period. Um, his career high, I'll give you this, his career high is eight sacks. Um, but that was sure. you know, in Atlanta. He didn't have the compliments of Miles Garrett, Javion right. or the interior of this defensive line that Cleveland has. Do you think he can come close to that number or go past it? I think he's four or five. I'm going to say he's in the four to five range. That's what, and just, and I put that in there because I think Clowney could have a big year, you know, so I'm going to go four to five sacks on the season. Well, I think Clowney can have a big year and so can Tack in their own yeah. right. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I, I honestly think that he will match his, his uh, single, excuse me, single season sack record uh, with eight. Um, really? Okay. I do. And I think it's absolutely possible that he can beat that. I wouldn't be shocked. And, and I know this is probably a little bit of a bold prediction, but I wouldn't be shocked sure. if he maybe hit nine or 10. And the only reason that I say that is because of what the, in, the entire defensive line brings to the table. Um, you've got Jadavion, you've got Miles. They're going to get a lot of double teams, right? They're going mm -hmm. to prepare for those types of guys. They're going to prepare for the Andrew Billings of the world. They're going to yeah. prepare for the Malik Jacksons. Watch out for some of these other guys like Porter Gustin for Tack McKinley to have those big time seasons. So when we signed Tack and Jadavion, everybody was saying, this is going to be a huge year for Jadavion Clowney. And don't get me wrong. I, I absolutely think that is going to be the case. But I also think this is going to be a career year for Tack McKinley. He, he's going to be the guy that's really setting himself up for that next contract. He, he's on a one-year deal. Okay, so he's he can on go out there and perform and get at least eight sacks, at least. Why don't the Browns kick the tires again and give him a, another contract, right? So I think yeah. it's really, of course, it's in all of their best interest to get after the quarterback, right? But I really think for right. Tack McKinley, it, right. it's very important for him to, to – I don't like saying prove it. I don't, I don't like that term, but it's really important for yeah. him, I think, to go out and prove to not only himself, but, but to the rest of the NFL and of course to the Cleveland. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. I could see that. Um, it'll be interesting because you're right. I mean, I mean, you have Clowney, right. Yeah. You have these other guys, but you're right. I almost think teams will almost, I don't want to use the word um, overlook them. Right. But they may actually say, you know what? we can put single coverage on that guy. And to your point, he may have a two sack game that comes out of nowhere, right? Because 
they didn't really focus or key on him knowing because they aren't, you know, they just didn't game plan for that. But no, eight is pretty high. I mean, but I have a more in that five range, you know, but. Well, either way, I would count it as a success, right? I think oh, if you oh, even more if he has four, success. Right. Yeah. I think that's because an, here, an incredible here's one thing I think is going to happen with this defensive line, yeah. um, since we're going down this road a little bit. And I saw this in the Giants game, and we'll get this into this in a second. I think we're going to get a lot of hurries and rushes on the quarterback. We may not get sacks, but I think we're going to put a lot of pressure, and I think we're seeing this a little more from Joe Wood's defense than we have in the past, Hallie. We talked about this. I think we're going to get a lot of pressures on that quarterback where they're going to have to throw that ball out quicker than they're used to throwing it. And I've seen that in the Giants game, and I also saw it in the Jacksonville game. But that's kind of mine. No, you're right. And I think well, I think if we take a look at what the Browns did last year defensively, it was a, a – Joe Woods was kind of a victim of circumstance, right? He wasn't able to run the scheme that he wanted to based mm-hmm. off of personnel. I mean, we were just sure. decimated with injuries. So I think coming into it this year, you've got that – incredible front seven the back yeah. four is just locked down he's going to be able to do what he wants to do with the three safety looks and just flat yep. out blitzing and getting after the quarterback it's not going to be all prevent defense like no. we no. grew so accustomed to watching in the later part of the season it's going to be more quick um uh more quick more speed i, I really think a lot more blitzing the quarterback quite frankly a lot of safety corner blitzes well you remember from felix wright's interview he even said they went out and retooled this defense and he really believes that we're going to get after Kansas city in week one, like to your point, we're going to go after and hopefully neutralize someone like Patrick Mahomes. Right. We've kind of fixed that problem where he can kind of, you know, that's Patrick where he improvises and does his magic out there. Well, now if you got that hurry and pressure, you got to get that ball away. Right. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I'm excited to see that personally, like that's going to be exciting to see, all of a sudden, quarterback only have three seconds, and there's two guys coming down like this. I'm like, yeah, throw it away, incomplete pass, love it. You know, that's that's gonna that. be a thing of beauty. Dustin, why did you tell our listeners about that beautiful backdrop behind you? So I was just talking to Andy yesterday. This is our great friend over at GutterP.com. If you have, if you're gonna be tailgating at the Muni lot, if you're gonna be throwing a barbecue, if you're just watching at home, or you have a business and you want to actually get a nice. Uh, canopy or anything for your company or anything gutterp.com um he didn't text me Ali, but he has some cool to be announced browns themed type of designs for the canopies that he's going to build and we'll just do a double shout out he's working with brian over at only in cleave the clothing store on those designs so there's going to be some pretty cool canopy type of things that are cleveland themed that you'll be able to get so shout out to only in cleave our official uh Merchant of all of our Here We Go Brownie stuff and gutterp.com. Yeah, and if you are going to go check out Only in Cleave to get yourself an official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or t-shirt, use promo code WOOFWOOF, all one word, all lowercase, at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Uh, so we encourage you to do that because you will just look absolutely beautiful in an official Here We Go Brownies <laughs> podcast hat or t-shirt. Uh, some other updates within the organization. We know um, that Greedy did go out uh, with a groin injury, so hopeful that he can come back. Uh, a lot of, uh, I don't love what I'm reading from a lot of fans regarding Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit. Uh, of course, we wish them the best. We want them to get on the field. That's what we want. We, we root for them. Um, and of course, right. their safety and health is paramount. Uh, so, you know, our best wishes to Grant Delpit as he works through that hamstring and of course, Greedy through that groin. Um, do you see that JOK little injury situation? 
I did not. Okay, so don't panic. Don't panic. It's nothing. He had okay. a he had a weight room accident and had to get stitches in his forehead. Now, Kevin Stefanski did not disclose what took place. He did okay. say in his press availability that it was not bench press related. So I have no idea what it could be. Um, but apparently uh, he did have to get stitches. He's going to be fine. So nobody he was on the, like he was on the bench press laying down. No, they said they Kevin Stefanski said it was not bench press related. But it was in the weight room. He was in the weight room. Yeah. Well, it makes it. It makes it. I mean, it could like, be anything, right? I mean, something could have fell on him, or yeah. I mean, yeah, could be anything. But he's okay, so that's great news. Well, you know, he's fast. Maybe he was able to move and duck and not, you know. Scary though. Scary though. Yeah. And I mean, when when uh, that was released that he had a minor injury, I know everybody started to panic, but thankfully, thankfully it's nothing. No, um, he's the real deal. How about? Uh, Actually, before we get into that, of course, the news came out. Uh, Davion Davis will have to serve a two-game suspension. Um, that yep. does date back to his time with the Minnesota Vikings in 2019, which was related to a DUI. Um, and so then that got is not reduced to reckless driving, I believe. Correct. So it, so it is not anything that happened this year. Really? It's not anything correct. that happened last year. This happened in 2019. But, of course, he is now uh, on a roster, so he will have to uh, do his time. Uh, but – he will be able to play the remainder of this preseason and dust and just we'll get into uh we'll get into the the preseason game here in a second but he's looked pretty darn good so far yeah and you know that's the one thing about a court case right it starts in 2019 it drags in court now we're in 2021 and it was obviously finalized and it got reduced to reckless driving so with that said you're right he can he can't play until week three it sounds like so um but you're right he has looked pretty good um I got to tell you, Ali, the one thing, and we'll, if you want to just jump right into the Giants game. Um, uh, we'll, get, we'll get into that here in a second. We've got a couple more okay. things to cover, but but he, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you, but he's looked pretty, pretty good. Well, yeah, I just, I guess what, this is as crazy as this is going to sound, but I've been watching preseason football for the Browns mm -hmm. as of late. It's like what I used to watch of the starting Browns <laughs> in regular right. season. I mean, it's, it's crazy to, to, to where we've come depth-wise and talent-wise as a football team. I guess that's kind of where I was going with my sentence there. No, it's it's really weird, actually. <laughs> it's so weird um, to sit back and just watch it play out, right? Just, I don't have to panic. I don't care, right? Like, it's fun for us. You know, one thing that I really like is we've had a lot of these guys on the program. Porter Gustin, mm -hmm. Demetri Felton, Tommy Togiai, Curtis Weaver, a lot of these guys that are really trying to make the team and really make a name for themselves. So to watch those guys go out and perform and really do well, it just kind of hits home. Like, I, I really right. root for them, not only as a Browns fan, but, you know, you just root for them because you know the guy. And Well, yeah, I shot you so text. I said, watch him. when I was texting, I was like, Felton, I love this. You know, I like, love him because we had he brought so much energy to our to our interview but yeah these guys it's exciting to watch them kind of grow and see them from where they are and all of a sudden two or three weeks later they're already making making news on the team you know yeah um all right real quick before we unpack the giants game i want to just have a little bit of fun uh we'll do some word association now dustin this can be um, I can give you a, a name of a player, a coach, or just an incident, and that can be in relation to the entire offseason or the the, uh, the preseason, really. However you want to take it, I'm fine with. Um, I'm going to give you three players or th three words or three phrases. Three words, you, can give, you can give me three, and we'll just kind of go back and forth before we uh, unpack the Giants games. If you want to go okay. first. 
I'll hand it over to you. Yeah. All right. Word association. Um, and, and we're saying that kind of the first word that comes to mind about either that person, player, thing, whatever. Okay. Thing. Um, attendance at Brown's preseason game against Giants. I like that. Um, now, I wasn't there, but the word I'm going to use is electric. Uh, and I say that because Browns fans show up. We show up for the Jarvis Landry celebrity softball game charity event. And we show up <laughs> for preseason football games. And oh, by the way, we show up for everything in support of the Cleveland Browns. Um, so, you know, again, I wasn't there to be able sure. to say, oh my God, it was insane or anything like that. Right. Uh, but from what I'm seeing just in terms of training camp and uh, practices and the preseason game, Browns fans show up in support for their team, bottom line. Yeah, and just along those lines, so to give you kind of a backstory on that, 48,000 people, Allie, showed up for that preseason game. I believe that. 21% of capacity. They said it was very close to breaking a preseason record for attendance. That's the point. When you talk about electric, the buzz in Cleveland, they're ready to run through a wall and get to the stadium and watch these Browns. And uh, it didn't matter if it was almost 90 degrees and 100% humidity. We're still, up, we're still, they were still there. They're like, you know, we're going to die out here. But we're going to die with our Browns. Seriously. I, so just short, when you talk about electric, I was like, you know, is there a religion in Cleveland? I said, yeah, it's called Brownism. Like people literally, it's, it's, it's insane, but we really love our Browns through and through. I mean, it is literally, we walk and, you know, we, we, we ride high and we, 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 we cry. Like, I mean, we just get into the, I mean, we eat, live, and breathe Browns if you live in Cleveland or, you know, right. Ohio. Um, all right. I've got one for you. I'm going to go player on this one. Uh, Chase okay. McLaughlin. Chase, say it one more time the last Chase, name. Yeah, Chase McLaughlin. Or McLaughlin, however you say it. Um, standout. I'm going to go stand out and then I'm going to also go exciting to watch. Not electric, but exciting to watch. Okay. All right. I mean, it, it's interesting to see kind of the role that he has to take on now, right? He's kind of forced into it. Now, Kevin Stefanski has not come out and named him the day one starter. It's, and I, I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think they are going to bring in some competition for him. But why would sure. you say electric? Or uh, was that the word you used, electric? Exciting. Exciting. Okay, go ahead. And, and, and the reason I say that, I think he's going to get his opportunity now, you know, and I think that we're – you know, we're always kind of like, uh, you know, when it comes to the, I, I, I'm excited for his opportunity, I guess. Is what yeah. All right. Well, so. it's looked promising so far. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I really think he probably would have made that one from 60. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Do you think he's going to be the day one starter? Well, or if not, who? I want to say yes, but I think they may. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a tough one. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Um, I think I think consistent would probably be the word that I've used uh, so far in the preseason. Neither kicker has has missed. Um, right. Well, that's know. why I think that, that's why I said opportunity. Right. The yeah. Now, now I think. Uh, uh, Cody Parkey, obviously he's no longer with uh, the organization, but that one kick that he had that doinked off, <laughs> off the upright, but it went in. 
Um, and real quick, before we move on, uh, just want to give a shout out to Cody Parkey uh, with, with my appreciation. I won't speak for everybody, but my appreciation for what he did uh, for the Browns last postseason. He was perfect mm-hmm. in the postseason. And I think, um, was he perfect throughout the season? No, he gave us a lot of anxiety, right? But uh, in the postseason, when it mattered most, he showed up. So showed uh, up, wish, him, yeah. wish him the absolute best. All right, Dustin, you're up. Go ahead. Oh, let's see here. What should I choose for you? Um, well, I, I mentioned it earlier because um, I want to get your take on it. I know my feelings. Um, Demetric Felton. Yeah. Um, first word that comes to mind is explosive. Um, and actually two words come to mind. Explosive and incredible, like just his overall versatility, I think is unmatched. You know, coming into it is a six round pick. You think, okay, well, you're really going to be competing for a roster spot. You're really right. up against some incredibly talented individuals. But what he brings to the table, not only his skill set on the field, but his knowledge off the field and really just his study habits to not only learn special teams, the running back room and the playbook. And of course, as a receiver, and oh, by the way, not just one receiving position, he's got to, he's got to know X, Y, and Z. So that's right. a lot to take in as a player, let alone a rookie, but he gets out there. He, he uh, just takes every opportunity and, and makes the most of it. Um, now I, I will say in this past preseason game, he got more reps at running back and I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he was incredibly electric there. I think I did like him a little bit more in preseason game one against the Jacksonville Jaguars as a receiver. Um, I do think that Dearness Johnson is a little bit more comfortable in that role and probably a little bit better suited at this current moment in time, but the versatility that he brings, whether it be a jet sweep, whether it be out of the backfield or whether it be in the slot, uh, he's ready to go. And he's incredibly explosive. I love that guy. Well, you know what it reminded me a little bit um, watching him was the Eric Metcalf-ness that he could have in himself, right? He could catch it out of the backfield. You can, he's got that speed. It may be for a kickoff return or a pump. I mean, like he's kind of that guy that you better always keep your eye on number 25, (laughs) you know, you never know what he might do out there on the field. And I think that's an asset to the Browns to have someone like that, that has that versatility to where Kevin can go, you know what, guess what? You're going on here on this play, right? Let's see what they do with that. I like that. I think it just gives Kevin Stefanski even more keys in his cabinet to go out and actually work him into different pieces of the offense. That's what I like about it. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, real quick, before I give you the next one, if you're contemplating what in the heck you should have for dinner tonight or any time this week, that answer is Angelo's Pizza over in Lakewood. Uh, truly, guys, and I'm not just saying this because they are a, a sponsor of the Here We Go Brains podcast, but it is absolutely, hands down, without a doubt, the best pizza that I've had. They've got just a buttery, beautiful crust. It's so good. Layers of cheese, pepperoni, cheese, pepperoni again. So make sure you head on over there, over to Lakewood, get you some Angelo's Pizza. Um Dustin, next one that I have for you, first word that comes to mind when I say Malik McDowell. Ooh, Malik McDowell. Malik McDowell. You know, that's a tough one for me. Um, I haven't studied him a lot, to be honest with you, Malik McDowell. He hasn't stood out for me in a football game as much. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least for me. Um, uh, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to push back on this heavily right now. Um, okay. I, I thought, um, he was physically dominant 
this past uh, game against the New York Giants. He was able to get get home. Uh, he did make a sack or uh, get a sack against Brian Lewerke. Uh, okay, that's true. Yeah. No, I, I honest to God. Um, now, I know the defensive line room is pretty jam-packed, right? We know that. But a former second-round pick uh, hasn't played yet in the NFL just due to some uh, off-the-field issues. Right. He, he is a massive, massive human being. Um, yes. The word I'm going to use to describe him is absolutely dominant, D- straight up dominant, a physical presence. So um, I, I'm surprised that he didn't stand out to you because he completely came out of the TV to me. Yeah. So, so me, I, you know, I'm always looking at different things in the game, but yeah, he didn't stand out to me, but I mean, you're right. He did get the sack in the game. And so, I mean, but you're right. He did push back and he did get a lot of pressure on the giants. Yeah. Norman, a uh, friend of the program, he just said, Hey, Dustin, go rewatch the giants game. <laughs> <laughs> Norman. I love Norman. Uh, all right, Dustin, you're up. Go ahead. Two more here. Uh, two more. Um, so you've got one. I've got one and then we'll roll over to the giants, but go ahead. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. All right. I, I'm glad you bring this up. Um, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. There's a lot of debate here. on this. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of debate. There's a lot going on right now. And I'm, I'll give, give you my word here in a second. There's a lot going on within the fan base. Hey, release Case Keenum and roll out with Kyle Laletta. And I will say that that is erroneous. Erroneous. I, I think that is the most ridiculous take. Now, don't get me wrong. Is his contract expensive? Yes. Is it worth it? Of Yes, you're going to give me like, yes. I'm, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to just completely have a meltdown <laughs> on the show. You know, Case Keenum, he's a leader in the room. Yep. Um, actually, that that's going to be my word. He's a leader. He, yeah. he knows this offense like the back of his hand. He has been a mentor to Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. his success. Not only that, he is reliable. He is absolutely reliable should something happen. And I'm not even going to elaborate on that because I don't want to put it out there in the universe. But as I mentioned on last week's program, if something were to happen and you had to put uh, Kyle Laletta in at quarterback, you do not feel good about where the remainder of that season is going, right? I mean, sure, he can win you some games. But if you put Case Keenum in there, I forget who said this, and I want to give them credit, but he can almost Garoppolo his way to a Super Bowl. He's that right. type of player. I don't want to say he's a system quarterback because he is talented, but he can step in and do the job. We've got enough talent around him. You keep him on this roster. Sorry. Oh, well, no, no, Allie, to your <laughs> I want a quarterback that's got playoff experience and reps in the National Football League. That is so valuable, right, to have that kind of guy. Um, more importantly, he understands he can fall asleep and memorize the Kevin Stefanski offense. He knows backwards and forwards. And by the way, you're right. If you're in a playoff game and God forbid Baker Mayfield goes down and it's the third quarter and Case Keenum comes in, I feel confident that he can get the ball to Landry. Yeah. Jay to the tight ends to the run. I mean, it's going to be the same offense being run. And the, it's not like Kevin Stefanski goes like this. <laughs> well, there went my playbook. That that's not the case. Well, that could be the case, right? Like, oh, okay, now we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta scale back the offense, yeah. all right? Yeah. Right. So, no, these whole release case keeping, yeah. You know what happens when that you do that? That's called karma, and then it comes back to bite in the universe. Yeah, and I'm not in the business of doing that. Um, yeah. Actually, Colin Coward, 
I, I know we just spoke about him, but he actually had a really good segment the other day where Joy Taylor asked him, he just, she gave him random teams and said, name the backup quarterback. And he struggled to do so. And that just goes to show the importance of your backup quarterback yeah. in the NFL. I mean, so many of these guys that were listed, I'm like, I've never even heard of that person. And by the way, God forbid your starting quarterback goes out for a game or two because. Exactly. exactly. Okay. All right. Last one I have for you, and then we'll move on to the Giants game. Um, but somebody that took some significant reps, uh, James Hudson. What'd you think of him? James Hudson. You know, he seems like he's a very versatile player. So I think versatile when I think of okay. him. Yeah. I, he comes across as very versatile. I, I don't know how he did. I think he makes the roster. Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like I, before the season, I would put him in that kind of tweener area, you know, well, was a, what was he a fourth round pick? Yeah. I think was he third or fourth? No. I think he was fourth. Was he fourth round? Fourth round. Yeah. Fourth yeah. round pick. Um, but I think he's going to be versatile. I like him. Um, I, I kind of put him in that same kind of area with Tommy Togiai. You know, he's going to really get those reps and kind of he's going to be a key component um, of this team. So I think versatile is the word I come to. So, what do you mean with Tommy Togiai? No, I'm just saying I see him in that Tommy Togiai is going to, you know, he's in that fourth round. He's going to be one of those guys that I think makes the roster. I'm making gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I think uh, versatility is a good word to use. Of course, he, he was getting some reps at right and left tackle. I really like the story that came out uh, uh, where on draft day, Joe Thomas actually reached out to him and he yes. didn't answer his phone because he thought it was a joke. He thought um, it was a joke. Yeah. Yes. So, so I really like him. I think, look, if you don't remember this, uh, he, he was uh, on the defensive line at Michigan before he transferred to Cincinnati to be on their offensive line. So he is still new in his offensive uh, skill set. So he's going to have rookie mistakes. He is going to have pre-snap penalties. But if you look at the rookie mini camp reminder, that was kind of during COVID. They didn't bring in all the guys like they normally right. do with hundreds of people. He had one-on-one -on -one time with Bill Callahan, right? I mean, that, yes. that's absolutely invaluable. So uh, really excited to see what he brings to the table. I think he brings depth and versatility. So I like that. Well, you know, what's interesting is like he said, he basically idolized Joe Thomas and watched YouTube videos of his technique. And I thought that was kind of cool. And that Joe Thomas said, since they had that phone conversation, that they've actually been able to get a little one-on-one -on -one time. I thought that was really cool to kind of be like him kind of mentoring the guy that, you know, to be out there. And so you kind of root for guys like that. Absolutely. Um, before we get into the Giants versus Browns breakdown, of course, if you if you're having a little get together, I like to have good food. I like to have good food during my Browns game. So as the season approaches, make sure that you have all that you need to build the perfect sandwich. It starts, of course, starts with the meat, five-star meats out of Northeast Ohio. Bob and his crew, truly the best in the business, all quality meat there. Uh, as they say, ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. So you start there and then you got to build. You got to have the bun. Where do you get the bun? Orlando Baking Company. Dustin, have you had that? By the way, it is truly, I grew up with it and I, I kind of didn't recognize until I moved down south and it, uh, yeah, I don't have it at my mm -hmm. disposal like I did there. Um, there's nothing like it down here. There's nothing like it. Just the, the, the soft texture. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it so good. It just holds up, doesn't get soggy. You got to have your Orlando bun from Orlando Baking Company. And of course, you got to have some stadium mustard. You got to have some Cleveland ketchup. And after that, You've got the perfect sandwich. You got the perfect hot dog. You got the perfect burger. Whatever it is, they have your back. Stadium mustard is that iconic 
Cleveland brand, iconic Cleveland taste. It is amazing. Uh, same with uh, Cleveland ketchup. They've got their classic, which I love. They've got bacon and bourbon. Of course, their ghost pepper. They've got some new flavors coming out. So make sure that you check them out at Stadium Mustard Cleveland Ketchup, uh, Five Star Meats and Orlando Baking Company for the perfect burger. Dustin, let's get into it. Let's go. All right. First off, um, before, before we really unpack everything that took place in the game, not exactly the sexiest game, I would say. Browns no. come out, come out on, ta- <laughs> on top 17 to 13 over the Giants. Uh, they didn't look as shiny, I would say, as they did in the preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I will say it wasn't a boring game, but you didn't have your flashy moments. It was a lot of back and forth, but you were getting eyes on guys for depth. What were your overall takeaways of what took place on Sunday? Well, my overall take is I think the team got better as a whole. And, you know, people always like to, I like to just get into the game and you got to have to dissect a little bit. You know, you're going up against Trevor Lawrence, a rookie who hasn't had a live snap in a football game until he meets the Cleveland Browns in week one. Glennon is a 10-year veteran, I think, or 11-year veteran in the league. So he kind of knows what he's doing out there, right? So I kind of view him in different kind of silos, right? So the Browns to systematically kind of go out there and kind of have their way with the Giants against, again, you know, I say I felt like I was watching the Browns regular season games of the past, um, and they just kind of slugged it out with another team, and our backups were better than the other team's backups or, you know, one first string. And it it just seemed like Kevin Stefanski was very methodical again in what he was doing. Uh, Joe Woods, I liked what I saw from Joe Woods, a little more, you know, the aggressiveness, I, yeah. that's what I liked. Um, again, I know they don't want to show too much, you know, they don't want to show too much to the world, but I think it was interesting to kind of, because, and it was interesting, I don't know if you caught any of the Barry interview, uh, uh, the G. Yes, I did, I did, I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, and it was interesting, like, I think he, you know, he really is going to have to make some really tough decisions while they're up in that box going, yep, I'm going to keep that guy. That guy's on the edge. I don't know. You know, let's give it another week, right? Let's see how he went. So I think that game really helped the Browns as they move into week three now, the final preseason game. Yeah. Kind of figure out what they want. So what I saw was more fine-tuning of a next football game is how I kind of took this game. Because it was, to your point, there was nothing that just kind of jumped off the page with you, right? Um, there were some players that got some good plays. Yeah. You know, kind of stepped out to me, you know, all the different versatility. Him getting more and more reps kind of speaks volumes of his but there wasn't anything that I said wow this wowed me in the football game it just really seemed like they were working through the progressions to put the best football team on the field for week one that's how I kind of took it no I I agree it it really wasn't uh an electric performance by either team um as we mentioned a lot of depth is really what we were looking at and really what we were watching for you saw guys like yeah. James Hudson be able to get reps at left and right tackle you were able to see guys like uh, a Michael Dunn and a Blake Hans really get mm-hmm. those reps um defensive line I think uh, Jordan Elliott looked pretty good he was able to get yes. after the quarterback he's you know coming out of uh Missouri last year you know the first thing or you know something that stood out to me was his first step and that was one thing that I was looking at this game and it's still explosive. I, I really think him, um, Andrew Billings had, you know, he didn't have a ton of reps. Uh, I think Sheldon Day looks pretty good. Joe Jackson looks pretty good. Um, I, I mean, honestly, 
Curtis Weaver got a nice. Uh, yep, Curtis Weaver made a play. I was really paying attention to the secondary. Uh, I thought Richard yeah. LeCount also stepped up again with the, uh, you know, he sealed the game once again uh, with that interception. I, I think he's kind of a diamond in the rough. Uh, but we were looking at a lot of depth, right? We were looking at a lot of reps and, and just different looks. You're not looking to go out there and be blown away. That's not what preseason is. It's not for the fans, right? Yeah, this is say, for the, the team. Yeah, the one thing I was to say, People Jones continues to impress me. Oh, like, yeah. He's a star. I say, that, was, I says, that was the one thing that kept kind of in my mind is like, it's like they're almost giving him extra practice out there for the season. Like it was like, it was interesting, but like, Allie, he catches anything thrown in his direction. Like he just seems like he's on a mission this, you know, this season in this training camp. And I'm, I guess if I had to take one takeaway, I'm really excited to see what Donovan people Jones can do in week one, possibly. Me too. I think, Oh, I'm so excited for him. I think he's a star in the making. Um, just, I know we've talked about it at length, but what Andrew Barry has done in both both years of the NFL draft in the sixth round with Demetri Felton and Donovan Peoples-Jones is just outstanding. Right. I mean, shout out to the scouting department because that is just yeah, truly, truly remarkable. So I'm excited to see what he can step up and be into this offense because I think he's going to play a huge role uh, down the stretch of the of the upcoming season. Um, Dustin, let's do some game balls. Who are you giving your offensive game ball to? <sighs> Johnson, the running back. Yeah. He had some some really explosive runs. I mean, did you see some of those? I mean, like he was just busting it out. I liked that. Like I sat there and I'm going, man, we are the badass best running back team in the national. (laughs) Because I'm thinking, you've got Chubb and you got Hunt, and then you got Johnson. Like I mean, like that guy could probably start on another football team, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'm just like, we're not, we don't have the one, two punch. We have the one, two, three punch. So we have the one, two, three, four, five, six punch. Watch out. <laughs> coming right. at you. It's like, Hey, you want a little, you want a little cream? You want a little chip? Oh no, we'll give you some Johnson. Let's just let's see what you can. But no, I, that was my kind of, so I'm going to give it to him. I really liked his performance in the game. And I think he's really trying to solidify a spot on the 53 man roster. And I like, he just ran with, with uh determination. Mm-hmm. No, I think, he is solidifying himself as the uh, number three running back uh, for the final 53-man roster. I, I do. I think Demetric Felton is going to play a huge role this season, but I, I think that Dearness has almost cemented his way into being that yeah. third running back. Um, and that, that, that is no uh, discount to Demetric Felton. I just think his skill set is so versatile that he, he doesn't right. have to be locked in at one particular spot. No. He can do anything. Um, right. I, I was going to give a game ball to him, but I'm not going to. I'm actually going to hand this one off uh, to Demetric Felton. Um, no, actually, I take it back. I gave I gave it to him last week. I'm going to give this one to Davion uh, Davis. Just the, oh, the yeah. plays yeah, have been explosive, electric, yeah. um, very dynamic. Now, of course, we know he's got that two-game suspension, but uh, so far in the preseason, I, I really think that he has been – absolutely dynamic and it really makes you question okay what are the browns going to do in that wide receiver room do they keep somebody like that around um versus a Kadero mm-hmm. hodge you know yeah. i mean that, that wide receiving room starts to get a little bit crowded but i think he's really out there making a name for himself yeah all right who are you giving it to defensively you know you know after i was kind of all over the place mm-hmm. but elliot i mean you brought up a really good point earlier um, he continues to impress, you know, um, and he's stepped up when he's needed to. 
but I could see him being more than a diamond in the rough. I just liked his play in the game. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Jordan Elliott. Um, he's consistent. He's always there. Um, but that's who I'm going to give it to. No, I like that. I'm going to give it to Malik McDowell. Um, he was, as I mentioned, just absolutely explosive at the point of attack. Uh, he was a dominant force out there in the middle of that defensive line. Uh, I, I really think he is making a name for himself and very, very well could be on this 53-man roster. Um, made some great plays. And like I said, he's just out there proving that he belongs. So I'm going to give my defensive game ball to Malik McDowell, who I just thought put on he put on a show. Right. Um, all right, special teams. Who you got? I'm going to go with Felton. I, I've like I don't think I gave this to him last week, but I just like his versatility. Yeah. I like that he can be around there. I mean, and boy, he's not afraid to take a hit. By the way, Ali, I don't know if you saw that. Demetri Felton is not afraid to let somebody come up and smack him out. I mean, I was like, that's what I kind of like about him is he's he's willing to take one for the team. So I'm going to give it to Demetri Felton. That's going to be. I'm going to go uh, with Chase McLaughlin on this one. Um, That's a good one, yeah. You know, I, I think he's been consistent so far this preseason. Of course, we do wish Cody Parkey the best, especially with that injury. Uh, hopefully that's that's nothing uh, too incredibly serious that he can't overcome. But uh, I, I think that he's been consistent, Chase. You, you know, he like I mentioned, that one, I think it was from, I don't know, 50. Let's just say it was 52. I can't remember exactly what it was, that kick. It would have been good from 60. I mean, he's got a leg no, no, on him. No, no. Now, of course, yeah. the, the question then becomes, okay, can does he have the experience and the ability to kick uh, in First Energy Stadium in December? Correct. No, he does not have that experience like Cody Parkey did. And I think that Cody Parkey had that edge above Chase. Um, but, of course, now that's not an option. And so far this preseason, Chase McLaughlin's been spot on. So I'm excited to see what he can do. But I do think that maybe uh, this front office might bring in some competition. I was just, just going to say. Just for the sake of it. But I think he, yeah. he probably has no pun intended to leg up right now. Yeah, I was just say, if that was going to be my question, do you think they bring in a kicker or two just to – I mean, because that's what they do, right? It seems like, hey, we think you're our guy, but – Oh, yeah. yeah. But we also like this guy. <laughs> it's funny they do that with kickers they don't do that with quarterbacks or anything <laughs> kickers like oh we're gonna kick we're literally gonna kick the tires on a couple of kickers and bring them in and then we're gonna let you keep your job it's like it's like almost like you need to perform so we're gonna bring in some people around you to kind of give you some pressure that shows you have to, it's the weirdest dynamic and by the way we know this you don't stand around kickers we know this in a football game they're can they get psyched out they're their own kind of animal kickers are yeah it's weird it's weird <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Not a job I'd want to have. Um, right. <laughs> you know who else, just real quick before we move on, who else stood out to me was John Kelly. Uh, he stood out to me two weeks in a row. Week one uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it was kind of uh, some decision-making, but he ran, ran really with a vengeance. Um, mm -hmm. But this week, he looked really, really good. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think he's going to make the final 53. Could he be on the practice squad? Sure. And I think he's absolutely a yeah, great yeah. fit for that. Um, or if somebody else were to pick him up, he's definitely soon to be a, a NFL caliber running back. I think he, he's oh, yes. very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. talented. Yeah, no, he's good. No, And you're right. He does run with like kind of North South kind of runner. He's mm -hmm. he, he, yeah, he not, not in week one uh, against the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. There was a lot of East and West kind of stuff. I'm like, dude, but what are you week... doing? I, I mean, put me out there. I'll run forward. I don't care. Um, but, but this week he really corrected that, um, and looked really good. I think I, he's put out some really good tape, uh, so yeah. far this preseason. Um, Dustin, what are we looking for on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons? What are you looking for? Well, 
outside of, let me preface with this outside of everybody being healthy. What are you looking for? All right. We all wish people health. Has Stefanski given any tip of his hat to if the starters are going to start or anybody's going to play a series or anything? He said something along the lines of, don't quote me on this, but we're, you know, basically he said something like maybe. So okay. <laughs> I, I do think that we might see them. You know, we, we might may see, see a, a, a series, series or two, a series or two with the starters. Okay. Well, then if that is the case, I want to see a nice, clean couple of drives from the from the from the starters and put 14 points on the board, put your backups in and get ready for Kansas City. That's what I want to see. I want you to fine-tune the offense in week three if that's what you're going to do. Um, and just have them run through their progressions, get the guys out there. But I want to see six-minute drive, Baker Mayfield, the defense three and out, boom, boom. I want to see what I want to see without, of course, giving too much tape away for Kansas City. But I want to see them be ready and fine-tuned for Kansas City because now, are you looking forward to seeing anybody once they pull the starters? Are you like, all right, I'm gonna dial in on this position group or I'm gonna dial in on this player? Yeah. Um, I've got a few that, that I've kind of got my eye on, but I wanted to get your perspective. Well, cause you know, in all seriousness, I mean, we've almost interviewed the entire defensive line. It seems like for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. so I've really taken a liking to watching that group progress. Right. Yeah. So I think quite honestly, that would be the one that I think I'm going to key on is the Billings and the Togi eyes of the world and the weavers and the, the porters. I think I'm going to really look into that. Because I really think that is going to be such a dynamic group as we get down to 53. That's going to be, there's going to be some tough decisions to be made by the Cleveland Browns. So that's probably the position group I'm probably going to focus on. Secondly, probably linebackers. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see uh, James Hudson again. I think. Mm -hmm. He looked good week one and then week two against the Giants had a pre-snap penalty. Uh, I'm excited to see if he can clean some of that up. Okay. Um, I'm excited to see. Um, I, I'm excited to see the defensive line as a whole. I, I really like watching them. Like I, I just really enjoy watching them. I think yeah. even, even the depth of the offense or uh, excuse me, the defensive line is explosive. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see Richard LeCount. Again, see what he can bring to the table. I would yeah. love to see Greg uh, go out there, make a couple plays. I, I really think that he's kind of solidified himself as the sure. guy, uh, yeah. despite despite Greedy's injury. I think he sure. kind of had a little bit of a, an edge there. Um, and again, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see Kyle Lalletta. I, I really am. I think that he's got something. Now, I'm not discounting, I'm yeah, not discounting him at all, but I'm just saying Browns fans, like, take it down a notch. Uh, but I do think I do think he has something, and I'm excited to watch his uh, excuse me his decision making. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. And of course, uh, I'd like to see Demetri Felton get some more reps in the backfield. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about him? He came out of Richmond, I think, is where he played. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. But he's like six five, six four. He's a pretty tall quarterback, right? Yeah, he is. He doesn't I liked him coming out of Richmond, actually. I did. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, and I don't know much about Richmond collegiately i think they're not are they not they're not division one right i i literally could not tell you yeah i have no but idea the fact but the fact that i mean that a guy like it goes back to some of these quarterbacks come out of these colleges you would never think of right and all of a sudden they're performing very well and they can do that so you know 
you know, let's just let's just ask the question. Do you think the Browns keep three quarterbacks, Sally? I mean, no. Okay. Not on the active roster, no. So we could put them on the practice squad, though. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think. So yeah. Yes. That, that, I guess that's what I meant. Would you put him on the practice squad? Oh I said, yeah, absolutely. So yes, okay. to answer your question, yeah, they do keep three because I think active roster you got Baker, uh, you've got Case, but I don't think keeping an uh a spot on the 53-man roster would be a smart thing to do. No. Kyle no, Laletta. Um, no. But practice squad, yeah, uh, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Right. Because, God forbid, somebody goes down, you can activate them that week to the active roster. Right. Yeah. Makes total I sense. like him. I do. I, I like him a lot, actually. I just... He's got poise in the pocket. I mean, that's... I mean, he even lets that defense kind of come in, and then he still, you know... And that, he has the ability to get out of the pocket and make some plays, yeah. too. He had a couple nice runs. I was like... Right. I like yeah, this. Yeah. And... And again, me saying that it's erroneous that Browns fans want to get rid of Case Keenum, that is absolutely no discount to Kyle Alletta. Actually, I think he's very good, incredibly talented, and I'm thankful to have him. Um, But I just think, again, when it comes to winning playoff football games, Browns fans, we need to up our standards just a little bit because we've never been there before. Well, let's just call (laughs) it out. He's probably better than half the backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's our third string quarterback. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, good point. Actually, I mean, let's, least, let's do this. Maybe next week we kind of play uh, that that Colin Coward segment. What they did was really cool. So, like, Joy Taylor would give Colin a team. So, let's just say the Miami Dolphins. But she would make it multiple choice. She would give, like, four <laughs> random quarterbacks, and he'd have to pick. Now, of oh, course, okay. I will not hold you to that. You don't hold me to that because, like, I mean – but it, that, that might be a fun segment, but, and yeah. going off of that, just the importance of the backup quarterback in the sure. national football league. So let's, let's yeah. dedicate some time to that next week. Uh, Dustin, any yeah. closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening? You know, Ali, all I'm going to say is this is the longest. I feel like I'm aging over every day of my life. This is the longest <laughs> off season of Browns football. I think I've ever encountered in my life yeah. Yeah. football for a month. It seems like two months. Um, I'm excited to watch another preseason game, but quite honestly, can week one get here, guys? Can it just get here? I'm ready. I know. That's what I got to say. I'm ready. Same. Same. I'm ready to go, ready to rock and roll. I'm just excited, uh, but really looking forward to watching the Browns in Atlanta uh, this upcoming Sunday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Dustin, with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. All of you that are watching, thank you. Uh, We hope that you stay safe, stay healthy, and as always. Go Browns. Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land. Let them know. Tell them, here we go, Brownies.